I don't know if this really needs to be said, but sometimes when I say things, I don't necessarily fully believe them. Sometimes I'm just talking shit. Hey, it's Still Sober with John Rabin. Episode 182, posting on December 29th, 2021, the last episode of the year. Hi. I hope you're doing all right. Hanging in there. I hope you had a good holidays. Uh, Holiday? Holiday? I guess holidays would be including the upcoming um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day uh, fiasco. Um, I did. I we had a nice visit. Um, we actually, my my dad and his wife came to uh, uh, dinner at my place for Christmas Eve, and then uh, hold on, do I have a short? But it seems to be fine. Okay, I could just I could just jiggle that wire the whole time and uh, and annoy the shit out of everybody. And then you would immediately go uh, listen to something else. So, yeah. And, and then I saw my, uh, drove to my mom's on Christmas Day and saw my brother and his family. So it was, uh, it was good. It, um, we had to test every day leading up to it because it was like, oh no, we had a, we had a close contact who tested positive. But the thing about it is, is that, and then, you know, kind of freaking out about it my wife was kind of freaking out and she's like, you know, that's, you know, my friend who's a nurse was saying that, you know, there's a possibility that, uh, Omicron is, is, uh, uh, evading tests. So if you don't know if you have it and it's evading tests, who gives a shit? That was my, <laughs> That was my reaction. It's like, well, I guess we're just going to keep doing this then. Let's just keep going. And if you're sick, you stay home. So we did tests. We turned out everything seemed fine. Everything seems fine. My family's doing good. They're still doing good. Um, I got really good. Like, I, I'm not saying my family gives me bad gifts. They don't. But they they their gifts were, like, really good this year. I got, like a tool set for my brother and my mom gave me meat like lots of meat like frozen and vacuum sealed like locally sourced from this uh, uh, organization like you know yeah like lots of you know here's this is practically a cow here you go like it was uh, it's amazing I was like, this is, uh, and she's like, well, and it's vacuum sealed and that lasts up to two years. I'm like, well, it's not going to last two months. We're going to uh, eat the shit out of it. So I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good holiday. Um, it's nice to be back. I'm here at work and I'm recording here at work um, because I got my work done and there's nobody here because people either have COVID or they are still on vacation. Although, as uh, everybody up here is vaccinated, so if they have COVID, it's mild symptoms, so I consider them also on vacation. You know, 
extended holiday leave. Not really. They're being safe, but eh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> don't listen to me. Anyway, so I'm recording. I'm not recording my car this week. I don't know if I'll do that again. It's uh, it. The logistics of it are kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so. Oh, you know what was funny is my mom and I had. My mom brought up to me randomly talking about uh, parents who were concerned. Remember last week when I talked about the uh, book banning thing at, uh, at libraries and school districts, um, which is kind of a thing that's going on all over the country. And uh, my mom mentioned it, which I thought was great. I was like, I just go, I just talked about this on my podcast. Should I listen to it? No, you shouldn't. So, uh, we, we, we were kind of talking about it and, and I get my mom's point. My mom had a point about how parents should be able to, like a majority should be able to determine what should and shouldn't be available in this for their kids in a school district's library, you know, it, books about you know books written by a flat earther and like i'm like whatever else you could probably determine what you know because because just because a book is written doesn't necessarily make it um you know worthy to be in a uh library for children all of this i don't give a shit about because i don't have kids this is not my fight at all um and she was making a point and that was that was fine because my mom being a retired teacher is still following all of that as an educator and that's great but i i reiterated my point which was kids don't read and they're not going to know what you're talking about until you bring it up bring it up and be upset about it and then they're going to go well, i'm going to go check that fucking book out because my parents don't want me to read it and also the thing about it is is that their fight it's just a it's just a wasted effort which was my point, is that it's a wasted effort considering there is no barrier keeping your kids away from Pornhub or YouPorn or, you know, pick a site um, at all. There's no, there's no regulation there. There's no, there's nothing keeping them from Reddit and the, um, the wacky ideas there. Or when they play Xbox and they got their earbuds or PlayStation and they've, you know, they've got their headset on and they're chatting with people. Do you think everybody they're chatting with is a kid? Because I used to play online. I played uh, my, you know, player unknown battlegrounds. Like I played an online game. I never had my headset on because I don't want to fucking talk to kids. I just like, you know, shooting uh, opponents. But... I could very well be on a team and be sitting there and going, let's go team. Hey, Billy, have you ever heard of uh, uh, QAnon? Like I could have just immediately been like, hey, let me let me feel your head full of uh, nonsense. So I guess it's just it just seems weird to me the amount of energy put into, you know, books at a school library. 
just like I like I said last week, we got to keep these kids away from typewriters. Not a problem. Not a hard thing to do. Um, so that was a thing. Um, a lot of conversations uh, I've been hearing and a lot of uh, thing about uh, the metaverse and people paying money for fake property. So virtual property online on certain um, servers, certain services that are like emerging, like thinking that they're going to get on the ground floor of this and like investing in like, you know, it's like, oh man, we need to invest early because this thing is going to be huge. Yes, probably. It's sad too. Because, you know, I mean, that's just the, the newer generations. And I know people are worried about the newer generations who uh, don't live in the real world. They're only going to live online. What are the, what's going to happen to these kids? I'll be dead. So uh, if I'm being honest, eh, you reap what you sow in, in, is, is kind of my feeling. But here's the thing. You, you need to be careful where you put your money because n there's no guarantee that the service that you think this is going to be huge no, I mean, the concept is going to be huge. Anybody can start a server. So you could spend money on a fake plot of land on, on virtual, you know, on a virtual land. And then somebody else just creates another virtual land. I could create. Well, you could create one. Like it's, it's I mean, think about this. MySpace was the big shit before Facebook. Remember Tom? And the thing is that Tom created MySpace out of spite in response to Friendster banning people for not using their real name. So he kind of went, fuck you, and started MySpace, and then MySpace was huge, made him rich. And then, you know, oh, this is going to be, you know, this is the thing for years and years, and then... You know, when Facebook came out, like every, the only people I everybody got on Facebook only used it because you could play games through it, like Farmville and all that bullshit. So we only created accounts so that we could play those games. But it wasn't, you know, we still stayed on MySpace for the uh, social aspect and then just slowly transferred over. But it's so if you invested a bunch of money in Friendster, you lost your ass. Or if you waited a little too late and went, no, 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 MySpace is the shit. I'm going to invest all my money in MySpace. If you didn't get rid of your money at the right point, point, part, you, you lost your ass. Like, it, you don't know. It's a gamble. There is no sure thing. There's a quick, rich scheme with your goddamn cryptocurrency, which is basically just virtual Amway. You're... If it was that valuable, people wouldn't keep telling you. The only reason people are telling you to you ought to get into crypto is because they have crypto. And the only way it'll increase in value is if more and more people get into crypto. That's called a pyramid scheme. If the only way you make money is for more people to invest money, that's a fucking pyramid scheme. At least with Amway, you got shitty ass products that you could use. With crypto, you don't have shit. You know, like, oh, I could, you know, I, uh, I made a dollar fifty this week. Ooh, good for you. 
I mean, you do what you like, but just, <laughs> you know, all right. I'm going to tell you this right now. If anybody I know starts Instagramming things from the metaverse, from their online life, uh, we're done. Like you're, you're unfollowed. I don't give a shit. That's, that's coming. You know, that's coming, right? There's going to be people going, look, I have a mansion and a yacht, um, you know, pixelated, you know, made on a, on one server, like, it's just it's going to be weird it's going to be unsettling um and lame because i've been playing video i I play the same couple of games and they're old they're old games but like you know it's a you know i play fallout 4 a lot still it's an old game by old i mean what like eight years old something like that uh you know, it's I have a, I have a house in there. One of my characters and, and and you know a settlement and created all this stuff and crops and you know a thing that filters water because it's post apocalyptic you know video game. You know I don't Instagram pictures of my property because it's a game. It's make believe. I pass the time, and that's the thing about this virtual re- reality. Here's what I don't like about the uh, the Ocu- that Oculus VR shit, because <clears throat> it because it's go- it wants you to get you know immersed in it. Um, I like to control things with the with a joystick. Um, I'm not into Ocu- I'm not going to get into Oculus because Facebook owns it. But I also don't like the idea of playing video games and working up a sweat while playing it. The whole point of playing games is to be a lazy piece of shit wasting time. That's what's fun. Right? Well, all right. That's all that that's it on that. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah, I haven't. Uh, if, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If uh, if you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. Hope you're doing great. New Year's Eve's coming. You may have, uh, you may be listening to this after the new year and happy new year. Uh, I have uh, previously said in the past that uh, New Year's resolutions um, don't work. And, but the thing is, that's, that's, there's always articles every year written about how New Year's, New Year's resolutions don't work. Um, People fail, not, not to take it too hard because everybody usually fails their resolution, blah, 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 resolution, blah, blah, blah. So I've come up with an idea that I'm going to do this year. And my idea is this. Spite resolution. I already mentioned the word spite before when referring to my Tom from MySpace uh, becoming rich out of spite. Um, So there are benefits to spite. The thing about it is, is that you do your... I'm not... and, And I'm not suggesting that you do this, but... You have your resolution and you're 
only and your main motivation for this resolution is just so you can flaunt it in the face of other people who have failed their resolution. So out of spite, you continue your resolution, whatever it is, with the main motivation being, look how far I'm going with this. I've outlasted you. Now, I'm not saying you should do this. You, sh- you know, you don't have to do any of them. Any resolution, you know, don't even do resolutions. I mean, I've, you know, it, it always seems better to that. It's a, it's a, it's a mindset and getting into that, that frame of mind so that you can then move forward to change habits instead of just trying to put your foot down. You know, I'm swearing off, blah, 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 as my resolution. And then I'm going to go. Um, however, it, this has got to work. Spite resolution has got to work better than just your regular making a new year's resolution and sticking to it for a little bit, right? This has got to be better. If that doesn't work, then at least try this. I'm going to be trying it. Um, and my, my resolution, new year's resolution is going to be my spite resolution is going to be to get back to doing push-ups one day, pull-ups the next day, like alternate every day and continue that, get back on, on my little exercise. And it's kind of of a half-ass exercise, you know, cause anybody who works out would be like, what, what about your cardio? And I'm like, Hey, how about you go fuck yourself with your cardio? I'll do it when I want. When I feel the need, maybe I'll get around to cardio, but right now we're going to do this. Um, don't judge me CrossFit your Peloton with your overpriced exercise bike. Shit. I mean, really is somebody on a video going yelling at you going to make you use an exercise bike more than the other exercise bike you bought previously, but now you've got a more expensive, you know, Oh, but I invest all this money. Maybe I'll actually use it. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, I'm getting off track. So my spite resolution, that's, that's what I'm going to, you know, that way I can continue to flaunt when people, you know, I, I don't have anybody I, I, I want to throw this in the face of anyway, because uh, most people would be like, yeah, but you're already, look how fucking thin you are, kind of a deal. But this is what I'm going to try. I'm going to try the spite resolution and see how long it goes. Just to, because cause spite is a hell of a motivator. And like I said, it's got to work better than just regular resolutions. Maybe. I don't know. Let's give it a shot. That's that's the whole deal. Um, Outside of that, I will say this about the, you know, I may have brought, I've definitely brought this up before, is New Year's Eve... The drinking in New Year's Eve is uh, not a, it hasn't been a temptation for me in the past because I've always considered New Year's to be um, amateur hour. True uh, alcoholics and professional drunks, they prefer to drink on New Year's Day. New Year's Day is the best day to drink because all the tourists are gone. 
all the you know amateur hours over everybody's nursing a hangover at home and the bar is all quiet and uh and then you just have you know it's just you and the professionals you and the bar flies just like hey we've got the place to ourselves you know that's what i i always prefer however there is that aspect of of fomo that can be tempting and uh and it's and it's a, a weird thing for me because i don't and, and some of you may enjoy it i don't like gatherings of sober people like not people who just don't drink like people like people in recovery i don't like lots of people in recovery together because there's this underlying level of tension that isn't fun where we're all sitting there going yeah isn't this great we're all sober we're all clear-eyed isn't this aren't we having fun everybody hey aren't we isn't this great you guys are we playing Parcheesi now? Fuck yeah, I love Parcheesi apparently. There's something weird about it. Like the ideal situation for me, and maybe, and it's probably my age, the ideal situation for, for me is a mix of people who drink and people who don't doing a reasonable thing, not a house party, you know, <laughs> not, a, uh, uh, not a rave in a basement um, you know, it's just a, just a get together where it's no big deal. People aren't getting wasted. There's no keg stands. There's not, you know, it's a social event, not an event strictly to get fucked up. And I've always thrived in a place like that where it's a mix, where there's maybe there's maybe there's maybe me and like one other person who also used to not, you know also has quit and also is in recovery and it's kind of like hey we recognize each other kind of a moment kind of nod at each other and then continue on socializing with with everybody else and nobody gives a shit that you're not drinking you know nobody's like hey what's you know oh he makes me uncomfortable because you're not because you're cool and they're not peer pressuring you because we're all old. Nobody gives a shit. Because when it all comes down to it, people are self-involved. They don't care that you're not drinking. That's always been a big uh, fear of people when, they, when, they, when they're newly sober. It's like, oh my God, what if I get pressured into... No, 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 no. Nobody cares. Just don't bring it up. Nobody cares. Drink what you want. That's, that's non-alcoholic. People just want to have a good time. They're too self-involved. They're not looking at it and going, hey, 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 John's drinking a soda. I don't think there's any booze in that. What a, you know, it, nobody's going to mock you. It, nobody cares. So my, my whole thing about the FOMO thing uh, is, you know, uh, my ideal situation this this year i don't have to uh my wife and i are going to go visit her family um so it's going to be you know we're not doing any kind of crazy new year's thing um we didn't do anything crazy for new year's last year i don't remember what we did last year um i know the year before we were in new york as you know the last the last ball dropped before the pandemic uh but uh, yeah, so this time around, it's 
I, I don't think we're going to, you know, I like, I like that we're not doing anything because I don't have, I have permanent non-FOMO. Like I don't care. And that's not everybody, but that's me. And, uh, and I'm quite comfortable with it, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm extremely happy. However, if there were, you know, if there was some kind of new year's parties, what I would do for me is, you know, get there. I would do one of two things. I would either go early and then leave. If I was alone, I'd go early and then leave at like 11. Yeah, do like the nine, do like, do, do like 10, do 11, 11.30, make all the appearances and then, you know, Irish goodbye out of there. Um, if I went with a couple, if it was me and my wife, like, cause I'm, since I'm married, what I would like to do is I would go end up fashionably late and be at a party for about an hour. Cause I can bullshit with people and tolerate, um, their, their antics and their, you know, even people who, who have forgotten how to drink because they haven't, you know, partied because it is amateur hour. Um, you can tolerate that for about an hour because that's what people don't realize about the whole, the whole situation. You know, if you're, you know, like if you're newly sober, you shouldn't be going to a party. But, uh, typically when you get to a certain point, I think what people don't realize is that it's not about temptation. It's not about if I hang out here long enough, I'm going to start drinking. It's I can't stay here that long because you people are annoying the shit out of me. And there's a good chance I'm going to punch you in the face. So I'm going to leave to avoid violence. And then people are like, oh, no, he's he's got to go. You know, he's in recovery. Yeah, that's why I'm leaving. I can't handle it. That's not it. It's uh, I can't handle you and your behavior. Do you have to talk that loud? Jesus. So, yeah. So if you're deciding about whether you can go to a party or not, I, I would say that the big rule is if you think that there might be a problem, there's probably a problem. That's usually always, if you're hesitant about something, there's probably a reason and you should address why you're hesitant about it. Um, just realize that nothing... I can't remember anything amazing that happened at any New Year's Eve party I've ever been to. I can't think of anything. Nothing is stuck in all my years. Except for the one two years ago because we were on the top of a rooftop in, uh, on Times Square in New York City. Um, but really, that's just because of location and uh, because of the time. Because it was January 2020. Um, outside of that, I don't know what to tell you. Well, be safe, all right, this weekend, you guys, um, or just in general. How about you just be safe in general, huh? That sounds good. Appreciate you guys uh, sticking with me. Um, we'll see you next week. This has been Still Sober with John Raven. Later. <laughs>